Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome back to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg today. We're glad you're with us. Got a great show. Patrick McGee from the Biloxi Sun Herald about to join us. Catherine Maloney from DBAT Training. Kelly Santer as well. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics and a great place to have lunch or dinner seven days a week. Located right next door to the Hattiesburg Mall, you can enjoy their great food uh, through the drive-thru, uh, home delivery, in the dining room, however you choose. Be sure you choose Dickie's Barbecue. Quick programming note, uh, new Southern Miss football coach Will Hall on the Eagle Hour Monday. We're going to have two full segments uh, with the new head coach, so uh, if you want to hear what his philosophies may be and uh, what he's excited about doing, uh, make sure you tune in Monday. But right now we want to go to our our good buddy Patrick McGee, the professor uh, at the Biloxi Sun Herald. All right, Patrick. So now if we, we've all digested this. Uh, we know who the new coach is going to be. I'm curious how how active and successful has Tulane University been in recent years recruiting football players down in South Mississippi and on the Gulf Coast. And, and what do you expect to see in that regard uh, from uh, this new coach and his staff? Well, I'd say. Uh, uh since Willie Frist has been at Tulane, they, they've done a pretty good job going back to uh, Stephon Hutterson, the running back out of pedal. And I think, you know, Will Hall kind of upped it a little bit there. You've seen them come in and recruit Laurel and places like that. They've got a uh, an offensive lineman at, uh, at Gulf Coast, uh, Hayden Shook, who's been committed to Tulane. You know, it'll be interesting to see what he does. Uh, the off- Tulane offensive coach reportedly is following uh, uh, Hall to Southern Miss. And so – this is an area that they're familiar with. Uh, you know, uh, Desmond Lindsay, I think, is going to be the biggest tie for, for Will Hall uh, to South Mississippi as a region. I think Hall's ties really go throughout the state. It's not really concentrated in one area, per se. But Lindsay rec- recruited the coast and South Mississippi for Jay Hobson for a couple of seasons. I think he really left a positive impression on people in the region uh, in terms of recruiting in that area. So I think adding Desmond Lindsay and him potentially bringing along maybe one or two players they had committed uh, to Arkansas State to Southern Miss, uh, that's something that could happen. Uh, Xavier Evans, the uh, the uh, Laurel quarterback slash running back, uh, he, he may be somebody that you could see. He recently decommitted. I think there's a decent chance he ends up with Southern Miss. So uh, there's lots of reasons to think that uh, Will Hall and company are going to do a better job recruiting South Mississippi State than what uh, Jay Hobson and company did. Uh, the last two seasons because Jay really kind of turned the junior colleges and that really didn't produce uh, instant, the instant results he was hoping for. We've heard a lot about uh, Coach Hall's father, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> being a, uh, you know, Hall of Fame, legendary high school coach. W- will that help him in recruiting in any respect? Because I would assume that between he and his father, they know a lot of these high school coaches around Mississippi. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> 
Uh, Bobby Hall is a, a big personality, and everybody knows him in the high school coaching profession, and and, and those same people know Will Hall. Uh, so it's uh, it's a, it's a thing to where there, there's a Hall uh, presence in the state that you really can't, you know, that Lane, even a Lane Kiffin or a Mike Leach or some of these other people. That, I mean, there's a lot of coaches that don't know Kiffin or Leach, but everybody knows uh, Will Hall and his son and all that. So. Uh, in that regard, uh, you know, I'm just on, my, on a personal level. He just knows folks, mm-hmm. and uh, that that does kind of give you a little bit of credibility to walk in the door. And how how influential are high school coaches in directing kids to, toward people that that maybe they know and like? You think, Patrick? Well, I, I don't think that happens as much as it happened. You know, it took place maybe a you know a decade or two ago. Uh, you know, I, I think every. Uh, you know, these days kids are so out there and so public about, uh, you know, whether it's on social media or they have their own, uh, uh, you know, two four seven sport. I mean, it's it's easier to get access to the kids now, so it's kind of harder for high school coaches to really kind of uh, turn a kid one way or another. And I think that's a good thing. Uh, you know, so I, I you know it, it helps uh, to have those relationships because uh, those coaches in turn can kind of turn around and tell the kids, hey, I know him, uh, he's worth trusting. So I, I you know. In other words, you'll have more coaches that can uh, vouch for the kids, and it's more believable. Uh, so that helps in recruiting. But I, you know, I don't think you see maybe high school coaches as much turning them uh, to one one school or another. Now, Bobby Hall is a big Ole Miss fan, and I don't doubt that he pointed some of his kids towards uh, uh, Ole Miss over the years. Uh, but you know, uh, that that'll change a little bit now with uh, right. your son, the head coach at Southern Miss. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly correct. Uh, Luke, get in. Patrick, um, just one question about Bobby Hall. I guess the only red flag some people had about it was his father, and it's because his father's outspoken. And you know, the the joke is Bobby's got a lot of friends. Bobby's got a lot of enemies, and it's because Bobby beat a lot of people on the football field pretty bad. You know, at Amory and and Madison Central, and I, he beat me when I when I played uh, for West Jones when he was at Wayne County that one year. Do you think that he is going to stay out of it? That's that's the red flag I'm talking about. I think people, you know, were were just kind of that kind of raised their eyebrows a little bit. You know, is Bobby Hall going to be in the midst of of everything? Or I I see the positive as him being the liaison that you just talked about because nobody in Mississippi that coaches high high school football does not know Bobby Hall. Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't see Bobby meddling. Uh, you know, he, he's he's retired at this point as a football coach, but I, I could see him being an advocate for his son. Uh, you know, I, I I think I think Bobby at this point in his life is going to be a, very much a positive influence uh, for Will and 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 help him reach out to coaches across the state. And you're right. I mean, he's he can be a a polarizer. Bobby can be a polarizing figure, and it just depends on where you're standing at the moment. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't see it being a, a drag in any way. I think Bob, I think I see it only as a positive at the moment. Looking offensively, because I've been studying some some offensive, uh, you know, trends from Tulane, he uses, you know, multiple backs in the backfield. It was pretty amazing when the, the 21 personnel that he would use. Sometimes he even used 31 personnel, three backs in the backfield. Mm-hmm. But some of that comes with Fritz. We, we discussed this a little bit yesterday. Do you think they're going to pass the ball more when Will gets, you know, his, when he's the play caller and he designs the game plan alone? Yeah, I would, I mean, I would expect. You know, I, they're still going to run the ball. They're still going to want to be a, a balanced offense, but they they will pass the ball. And and if you look at, him, I mean, he he, you know, whenever he had a quarterback that could throw the ball, you know, he did it, uh, just not to the level of what we've seen from Southern Miss in recent years. So uh, it's it's not going to be 
quite the fast-paced scheme that we've seen, seen in recent years. Uh, they're going to run the football, like I said, you know, three running backs, two running backs. Uh, it's, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how it all comes together uh, because I, I really don't think we'll know until, we, you know, game one because uh, I think Paul is somebody that's going to be flexible. I think he's yeah, been that throughout his career, and it depends on the personnel that he has. Now I think the guys at quarterback and running back will allow him to do much of what he wanted to do uh, at Tulane. But, yeah, but I, I do think he will throw the ball more at Southern mm-hmm. Miss than we saw at Tulane just simply because Willie Fritz was the head coach at, yeah. at Tulane and the focus was on the ground game. Yeah, Bob, I got I got one more question sure. for Patrick. So, Patrick, you know, there is – these people who are splash hire people, they only want a name. They, they, some of them, you know, to their, bless their heart, they don't understand the landscape of college football. Tell them why specifically, like the main reason why they should be excited about Will Hall. Because I am the more and more that I unpack and learn and see and read, I'm ex- I'm excited. I think it was a a, a great hire. Yeah, it will. I mean, Will Hall is one in every step along the way. He, you know, he's been on the on the way up throughout his career. Uh, you know, they wanted the coach who's on the climb. I mean, he's not he's not the you know offense coordinator at Oklahoma State. No, <laughs> he's offense coordinator at Tulane. Uh, but I mean, you know, just it went long ago that he was a head coach at Division Two, and he went to uh, Louisiana Lafayette from there, then went to Memphis as associate head coach. And now he's uh, he was the OC at Tulane. He was kind of on that. He wasn't on the a rocket ship by any means, but he's you know steadily climbed throughout the ranks. And he won a lot of football games in Division Two. And he put together staffs that made sense and and did a good job. And I mean, a lot of the guys that were on his staff at at West Georgia are now on the staff at Liberty working for Hugh Freeze. Um, so it shows that he's been smart and the people he's uh, put around him. Uh, you know, I, I think that's maybe what kind of in the end hurt Jay Hobson at Southern Miss is the staffs that he put together didn't make a lot of sense at time, or, or he put people in position to do jobs that Jay didn't necessarily want, <laughs> didn't want the product, the end product that he saw. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Will Hall is going to be a, do a better job of putting a, together the staff. He's going to do a better job of of staying focused on the on the larger picture. So, I, I think Will Hall. Is somebody that's got a long career ahead of him. He's he's not in a hurry, but you know he's he's going to get this right. He's going to want to win football games. Uh, he's you know if he wins, he's going to be a, you know a candidate other places. But that's what Southern Michigan went right. There you go, Patrick. We appreciate your extra time with us this week. I'll say this real quickly about Bobby Hall and Will Hall. You may love your alma mater to death, but you don't love it more than you love your son. And I'm quite sure that Bobby Hall will do everything he could do to help his son be successful at Southern Miss. And, Patrick, I'm going to guess you agree with that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, Bobby's going to be wearing a little black and gold, and he may not feel quite right doing it, but he's going to do it. (laughs) All right, Patrick. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate your time. Patrick McGee, everybody, from the Biloxi Sun-Herald. When we come back, we've got a great Christmas gift idea for you. Hang on. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, thanks for tuning in this afternoon, wherever you are around the state or online. We appreciate uh, you checking us out on the Eagle Hour. We want to thank Patrick McGee from the Biloxi Sun-Herald. 
for joining us in the first segment of the show. And also a quick reminder that new head football coach Will Hall will be on the Eagle Hour Monday. So we are really looking forward to our conversation with the new head coach. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. It's a great place to go buy Christmas gifts for Golden Eagles on your list. They're open six days a week, Monday through Saturday, or you can shop online at CampusBookmart.net and uh, make sure that you check them out. If you've uh, got a Southern Miss guy or girl uh, that you want to buy something for that they'll really like for Christmas. Now, speaking of Christmas and speaking of really cool things, uh, you know, we all, we all know what a, what a baseball crazy part of Mississippi we live in. We have a passionate, you know, fan base of Southern Miss fans all over South Mississippi that just – just live for Golden Eagle baseball. We have great junior college and high school baseball uh, in the area. We have all kinds of youth sports, uh, softball, baseball, great softball programs uh, for young women at both Southern Miss and William Carey. So just a lot of softball and baseball played here in South Mississippi. So what better, what better gift if you've got a softball or baseball player in your family than to get them a uh, membership and some cool stuff from the pro shop at DBAT Training Facility here in Hattiesburg, which we talk about frequently on the Eagle Hour. Catherine Maloney is the manager, and she was gracious enough to come on the show with us today. And Catherine, first of all, thanks for your time. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Well, you know, this is a baseball-crazy part of Mississippi, from college to junior college to high school to little league and, and youth sport baseball. Uh, Talk for just a minute about how parents can thrill their children, but at the same time help their kids develop their game by uh, maybe looking at a membership at at your great place for Christmas. Yes. So um, at our facility, we we offer a little bit of everything. So um, we, like you said, we do have memberships that parents can get their kids. And those memberships are going to give them discounts on everything that we have at our facility, which includes lessons um, with our instructors. Those are going to be one-on-one lessons that um, help their kids get better, hitting, pitching, fielding, whatever area they're wanting to work on. Um, And then that also gives them discounts on our pro shop merchandise. We have camps. We have at least a camp a month right now. We have our Christmas camp getting ready to um, come on. So we've got, you know, a variety of different things. And then not to mention just to come for fun, we do birthdays. And we also have our pitching machines that are good for any any player, any age, adult, adults included. So... That's just a little bit of everything that we do. Right. Well, lots of things to talk about. I want to focus just for a moment on the lessons that you mentioned. Really Mm -hmm. qualified instructors that can work one-on-one individually uh, with kids. Am I I right about that? Yes, that's correct. Um, They sign up for lessons. We do our lessons by a 30-minute lesson or a one-hour lesson, and that's going to give that child that one-on-one time with our instructors. One thing I thought was interesting, too, uh, and some information that you and I shared earlier this week is, is you said the lessons were focused on the ball player, but the lessons also incorporate the parents in, in a lot of ways. Can you explain that? Yes. So um, parents are welcome. We get this question all the time. Do I drop my kids off or can I come in with them? And we encourage parents to come, to sit, and to listen during the lesson. 
a lot of times our instructors will give the kids an evaluation at the end of their lesson, send them home with some homework, um, and kind of let the parents know what they worked on today, what they did good, what they need to um, continue to work on. So that's one way that we kind of keep you know, keep the process going and keep the parents involved in what we're doing. Luke, it sounds like a no-brainer if you've got a child in your family that aspires to um, to become the best baseball or softball player they can. What a great Christmas gift this would be. It sure is. Catherine, thanks so much for being on today. I, I, the, one of the big selling points to me on, on you guys that we promote on the show, just what you and Bob talked about, um, the you know the the people that that train the coaches and and you guys had the fortunate it, it was sad for the rest of us because minor league baseball got canceled this year but it was right. it was able for some of those minor league instructors for kids to have opportunities to be trained this year that they wouldn't have others because those guys would have been in season. Oh, for sure. I mean, it was like you said, it's unfortunate for them, but it helped us out for sure. Um, and not only they did one on one lessons, but they also helped us out with some of our camps. Um, and the kids really, really had fun um, working with them and learning from them. So it, it was great. What is the age range of, of you know, that, that you guys serve? How, how young, how old, you know, are some of the clients there? Some people may be out there thinking, you know, they got a, they got a ninth grader or an eighth grader and they say, oh, he's too old, and they got a seven-year-old, well, he's too young. What's the age range? So we, we don't have an age range. We get that question all the time, you know, this day and age, you know, typically kids start playing t-ball around five, six years old. But, you know, some parents, are they've got older siblings and they've got kids that are already playing at the ages of, you know, three, four. Um, our camps, we usually start around six, but we do allow five- and four-year-olds to come if, you know, they're already at that level. And then we, you know, we don't have an age range for how old. Typically, you know, we go all the way through kids that are still playing at the college level. But um, anybody's welcome at the facility, so we don't put an age limit on it. I think one really cool thing, too, Catherine, is the equipment, the facilities, all the things that kids will have access to. It's really unmatched anywhere in this part of Mississippi. Am I? That's correct, right? Yeah, I mean, we have 10 total cages in the facility. Four of those cages have Fungo Man pitching machines. And the machines are are truthfully unlike anything I've ever seen anywhere else. They're able to throw baseball, fast-pitch softball, and slow-pitch softball. And whatever setting you have it on, you can adjust what speed you need all the way from down in the 30-mile-per-hour range all the way up to 70 miles per hour you can adjust your if you want it to be high middle or low and then the machines also throw um, curveballs as well as you know just a fastball so we have that's really great for the older kids high school college age that can't don't have anywhere else to go um, to get that quality of pitching you know you can't really do that just off of the tee or having a someone toss to you so the pitching machines are awesome now, Catherine, I know Luke is out looking for me and Kelly a Christmas gift, probably as we speak. You you guys have a pro shop with a lot of really cool Christmas gift ideas inside, right? Yeah, we do. So um, we we have our DBAT merchandise, um, which includes, you know, clothes, hats, T-shirts, um, all kinds of different accessories. But we also carry name brand like Easton, 
Um, we have a, a huge wall full of Franklin batting gloves that, that sell really well for us because those are pretty much what the pros use as far as batting gloves. Um, we have lizard skin. So we have a bunch of different name brands in the pro shop um, that we sell. And a, if you have a baseball or softball player, D-Bat is where you want to come if you're thinking about getting them a gift. Now, you don't have to have a membership to, to buy gifts, I know, but you can save some money on gifts if you have a membership. That's correct, yeah. So anybody is welcome. You do not have to be a member to come in. But if you do join and become a member with us, depending on the membership you get, we do have two different memberships. We do a gold membership or a platinum. Um, gold members will get 10% off of anything in our pro shop. And platinum members get 15% off of anything in our pro shop. So Good. that's kind of the benefit of being a member. How do people join? And you can join online. So we have a website, bbathattiesburg.com. There's a membership tab on there. You can um, do that online. You can always call us, of course, at the facility or come in, and we'll be happy to help you sign up. Now, Luke, I know with your Jones Junior or your Jones College uh, broadcasting that you do, you're associated with this young lady's husband. Yeah, just what a patient, great woman uh, she is, so nice and kind. And I'll tell you what, now, Kevin Maloney, uh, the associate SID at Jones College, he uh, he's a handful up in the box, but I'll tell you one thing about him, man. Stat guys, I love him. And Maloney's one of those guys, he's not passive, so we'll we'll be on, on air in the middle of a, a call. He'll be feeding stats, and then we'll score. He'll start dancing around the room, fist pumping and stuff. So we're kind of oh, in there yeah. by ourselves wearing masks and stuff. But, Catherine, you can attest to all of that. Oh, he keeps me entertained. Um, it's never a dull moment at our house. So, <laughs> hey, Catherine, uh, we're we're so grateful uh, for your association with the Eagle Hour. We enjoy talking about uh, your your company every day on the show, and uh, we want to encourage all of our listeners around the state to uh, check you out and uh, and sign their kids up, uh, and get them some great lessons on baseball and softball. Take advantage of your uh, discounts in the pro shop and just make uh, DBAT part of their Christmas. We appreciate you, Catherine. Yes, for sure. Hey, and we're having a coat drive, so that's the last thing I did want to mention. Bring your coats in. All right, good enough. Catherine (laughs) Maloney, everybody, from DBAT. Thanks, Catherine. Thanks for having me. What a great young lady, Luke, and uh, what a great place. Man, I'm going to tell you, it's just... You got a kid that wants to play baseball or softball. That's really something you ought to check out for Christmas. Kelly Santer, he's too old, but we're going to let him on the Eagle Hour anyway. He's next. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a Thursday, kind of semi-cloudy Thursday. Possible rain in the forecast. Thank you for being with us today on the Eagle Hour. Appreciate Catherine Maloney from DBAT and D1 Training for joining us. And 
Tell you about them on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. D-Bat on the left, D1 Training on the right. You heard everything uh, that's going on with them. And uh, if you didn't get a chance, go back and listen. Just great holiday and Christmas uh, gift opportunities galore for you to take advantage of that. Fourth Street Bar and Grill brings us the third segment of the Eagle Hour every single day. It was Pork Chop Thursday today. You could have got pork chops with homemade uh, loaded mashed potatoes, corn, Toast and a drink was only eight ninety five. They got college football tonight starting at five p.m. and they will be open at eleven o'clock Sunday for uh, the NFL pregame. So Four Street Bar and Grill, uh, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Kelly John Sander joins us. Kelly Four Street would have been a great place to go to last night for pregame. William Carey crosses uh, the t- the city of Hattiesburg. Southern Miss better offensively last night, defeating William Carey eighty to fifty three. Yeah, and and Southern Miss's depth, you know, really paid off there in the in the long run. Where you know, Kerry hung with them for you know a little while there in the first half, but um, you, you get into the other team's legs with with depth, and you see that in every sport. You know, you got a lot of people with health uh, that you can move in and move out, keep guys fresh, and it um, it paid off for them. That was it was it was good for for the Eagles last night, and you wanted to be able to have them keep it going this weekend when they t- took on the Salukis of Southern Illinois. However, that game has been canceled now. That game will not be played. Southern Miss and Southern Illinois canceled. So the Eagles' next game will be on December 9th. They will go down the four-lane to two-lane to take on the Green Wave. That's on uh, December 9th. And the next home game will be December 12th against South Al. And that starting time has been moved up to 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So, again, basketball, just like football, uh, with this COVID stuff, everything's going to remain extremely fluid. A lot of basketball games have already been canceled. Uh, the list of football games that, that are canceled this weekend is extensive, but let's get to the games tonight. Luke was talking about 4th Street Bar and Grill. They're going to have the La Tech North Texas game on this afternoon. And if you want to hang around later than Air Force and Utah State, those two games are being played tonight. Now, you have to add one game to the schedule this weekend. Coastal Carolina was originally scheduled to play Liberty, which would have featured uh, two of the smaller schools with the best records in the country. But Liberty uh, has some issues going on with their uh, COVID situation and some of their key players being hurt. So they've pulled the plug. And Coastal Carolina called BYU, who seems to be playing everybody. You know, talk about anywhere, anytime, place. BYU said, we'll be there. So BYU is going to play Coastal Carolina this weekend, a battle of undefeateds. And BYU mm-hmm. felt it was very important to play this game because if BYU can win it, then their uh, bowl stock goes way up, you know, defeating another undefeated do you team. Think, okay. so, sorry to interrupt you there, Kelly, sorry. but do you think that BYU wanted this game simply because of the bad press they took when they wouldn't play Washington a few weeks ago? I mean, it is pretty laughable that they, they only moved up one spot. And they're undefeated. I mean, well, I know we had this conversation last week, but did they take the Coastal game simply to show the committee that they're willing to play ranked teams? Yeah, I think so. And and, and that's because it's all about bowl money, you know. And, and this year, if you can get, you know, any step up in bowl money with all the money you've lost because of concessions and ticket sales and so on, why not? And it and it would be a good win, you know, for BYU, obviously playing Coastal Carolina a team that is um, undefeated. But now, you guys, look at the, the list, of, or let's, let's talk about the games that are canceled this weekend, starting with Conference USA. Of course, no secret that the Eagles will not be playing at UTEP. That was originally a game scheduled for today, I believe, um, on, on a Friday. 
then the other games in Conference USA that have been canceled include FIU at Charlotte. That game will not be played. FAU was stepping out of conference, going to Statesboro, Georgia, to take on the Eagles of Georgia Southern. That game is canceled. Rice will not play Marshall. That game has been canceled. All right, around the rest of the country, Louisiana Lafayette will not play at Appalachian State. Kent State and Miami of Ohio are off. Boise was scheduled to go to UNLV. That game will not happen. Northwestern and Minnesota in the Big Ten as well as Maryland at Michigan in the Big Ten. Those are canceled. Troy was supposed to go to Mobile to take on South Al. That game will not happen. Tulsa at Navy, canceled. Alabama at LSU will not be played again. And Houston at SMU, that wow. game has been canceled. So there you go. I mean, just the fact that you can get a game in, I'm, I'm surprised some of these teams aren't playing the uh, the Cal Patty Daddies, you know, the intramural champion of <laughs> <laughs> That's a school. Uh, just to get some some snaps in. All right, here's our uh, trivia question today, you guys. Of all the Conference USA teams in football this year, which Conference USA team has played the fewest games? That has to year? be Rice. Luke? I want to say Google FAU. Google. <laughs> I'm not Googling it. Okay. Who is it, Kelly? It is Rice. That's what I, I didn't know. Yeah, maybe I they only know. played like two or three games all year. That's am I right? Three, three. Is all <clears> that's terrible, played. isn't it? That, that's right. That's just so awful. You, you, all that summertime, put in all that work for three games, and finally, the New Orleans Saints can be the first team in the NFL to clinch clinch a playoff spot. Not like it's really going to be in jeopardy, but they can be the first team to clinch a playoff spot with a win this weekend and a Chicago Bears loss. So that's what's going on around the country, guys. Well, I'll tell you what. I've, I've noticed the officials have pampered the Saints all year long. I guess they're trying to make up for for that game against the Rams hush, a couple of years ago. Golly, what do you think, Luke? Hush. <laughs> you go back and watch the Falcons game when their tight end pushes off. with, but He gave the pass interference signal to get open. Yeah, so don't, don't. – I want to talk. I want to talk the basketball game from from last night. I, the, the more and more that I try to process Saturday's game, it it seemed like you know they, there were some jitters out there, and on the offensive end, they really couldn't uh, shoot the basketball. You look at what they they did against Jacksonville: shot thirty percent from the floor, sixteen percent from three point, and only forty two percent from the free throws. Last night against Kerry, it was tight early, and then Southern Miss started breaking open and shot 55% for the game, shot 35% behind the three-point um, uh, line. Uh, Drain hit some threes early, and it was, Stevenson started down low. Tay Hardy was your point. Drain was your, or was actually the three because uh, Jay Malone started also, and he played a lot of point guard, and uh, Tay Hardy played the two-some, and then uh, Denajay Harris played, played down low. DeAndre Pinckney was not available. He didn't play. Justin uh, Johnson was not available, and Jerron Pierre was not available. All those guys kind of nursing some injuries. Pinckney got hit pretty hard in the Jacksonville game. But, again, what, what stood out to me was the physicality and how big – uh, we and long we are underneath. Stevenson last night, 27 points, seven rebounds. Uh, Denajay Harris had, uh, I think, 10 rebounds underneath. And so, yeah, we played with uh, eight or nine guys last night. There's a couple guys that got in that, that normally wouldn't. Lee Robertson, Blake got in at the end, got a rebound. Uh, but but Kelly, the the physicality I think is going to be different uh, when when Golden Eagle fans start seeing this basketball team play week in and week out. And, 
and and all indications, you know, from from games that have been played so far, you know, Western Kentucky's going to be really good, and Old Dominion's going to be strong. So, um, you know, you look at those two teams, you know, as far as Conference USA competition goes, you know, they're going to be they're going to be pretty tough. And you know, Richard Williams, the former Mississippi State Bulldogs coach, on the staff now at uh, at Southern Miss uh, under Jay Ladner, and of course, Western Kentucky is being coached by a former Mississippi State coach, Rick Stansberry. So um, he's got a pretty good group there at uh, Western Kentucky. I remember when Artur Konopsik first came um, to Southern Miss, everybody was wanting to know, you know how, how to pronounce his name because as a good journalist, you, you want to obviously pronounce their name right. And Coach Ladner said, easiest way to describe I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, easiest way to describe it was that it sounds like cannot suck. And he and he better not. <laughs> I had a question about last night, Luke. I know you were there. Did, did they introduce the new football coach? No, they. they uh, Will Hall wasn't present, and and they didn't really make an announcement. I think probably in in some of the discussions, some of the the rumors that were circulating, uh, what happened was the announcement would come on Wednesday, but Monday at ten o'clock in the morning at. Reed Green, they're going to do a, a like a press conference. So I think that's where the Reed Green got got in I there, got and, and okay. some of the rumors that leaked out. So yeah, they they put the announcement out right after we got off air, email and social media. And if Southern Miss fans have not gone to the Southern Miss Twitter account, go look at the about a minute and a half video that they did yesterday, welcoming Will Hall. Uh, the the big promotion now is that he's made in Mississippi. You know, he's coming back home, and it was well done. So yeah, looking like there's going to be a press conference. On Monday, I think at 10 a.m. in Reed Green, and then Will Hall making his Eagle Hour debut at one o'clock Monday. Right. And I want to mention before we run out of time, guys, about William Carey University. They're a young team. Uh, they've been kind of hit with injuries and COVID. A lot of new faces on that team, but they got a great coach. He's a Southern Miss guy, you know, in his past. But uh, Coach Knight Kelly, I'm sure you'll agree, William Carey will be just fine under Coach Knight. Yeah, and he had a chance to coach a lot of different sports, but chose basketball because he thought on a one-to-one basis he could affect more young men's lives that way. And, right. of course, it turned out that way for sure, not to mention the number of wins. No question. All right, that wraps up this day, but we've got another one coming tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday, so Luke will be at Ramey Motors in Purvis. Uh, we'll look forward. we got one more segment, Bob. Oh, we, we do. We do. I'm ahead trying of myself, to, Trying to jump we? out yeah. early on us. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, I guess you can see how busy I am today. Right? No, I thought maybe Joe Biden was co-hosting today. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he wouldn't have made it through the second segment, Kelly. <laughs> he he would have been napping about right now. Right. Yeah, Luke's right. We do have another segment. We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Last segment on this Thursday brought to you by Toyota of Hattiesburg. Always available on toyotahattiesburg.com. Greatly appreciate their sponsorship of the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour every single day. Thanks to Toyota of Hattiesburg. Thank you for being uh, with us today. Luke Johnson and Laurel, Bob Getty in Hattiesburg. Kelly Sander on the phone uh, with us. We'll talk a little more tomorrow uh, about the Mississippi High School State Championships. They start uh, in the morning uh, tomorrow, and, and it should be uh, an exciting. Lots of lots of local teams in the Pine Belt 
uh, playing and uh, tomorrow kicking it off. Uh, in the 3A Knoxville County against McGee. That's at 11 a.m. That game will be going on while we are on air. Also, uh, tomorrow, the I'm trying to find it. I think it's the 1A tomorrow. Yeah, the 1A will be Biggersville and Lumberton. Should be uh, an interesting game. That's at 3 p.m. So, and then the nightcap, uh, Bob, the the school that you're staring at right now, Oak Grove taking on Oxford. Those are the three games tomorrow, and then then Saturday, of course, Taylorsville playing in the afternoon. West Jones playing uh, Saturday night. So uh, we're we'll, we'll gonna have Stump Taylor on tomorrow. Give us a little West Jones West Point preview. Talk about a, a special Southern Miss and West Jones uh, fan uh, that, that departed from us a little too soon. Jim Stump Taylor going to be on uh, on the show with us uh, tomorrow. All right, guys, in the weirdest uh, midweek NFL game, maybe the only midweek NFL game in history, the Steelers uh, d- defeat the Ravens 28. Uh, no, that was, that was the earlier game. What was it last night? 19 to 14, I think. Is that what it was, Kelly? Or 19 to 13. I'm not sure. Yeah, something like 19, that. 19, 13, 19, 14. So Steelers 11 and 0 right now, and, and uh, they should be shaking in their boots Monday because they take on the Washington football team. That's they exactly get the Bengals, right. uh, the Bills, the Colts, and the Browns. Kelly, do you, realistic, I think, other than maybe the Bills, Colts maybe could pull off something. But could this team go undefeated? Could, but I don't think they will. Um, it's, you know, it's so hard. It's so hard for any team at any level to go undefeated, especially in professional football. I mean, what the NFL's been around, what, 52 years? 52 years, and there's been one team right. that has accomplished it, you know, the, that Miami Dolphin team. And look, don't forget, if there's a sleeper out there, don't forget the Miami Dolphins. Uh, but Indianapolis, they've got Indianapolis left. The Colts have a good defense. The Browns have won eight games. I don't know how many games. They're yeah, eight they've three. Won. Yeah, now they do play the Bengals, so like I said, even if the Steelers were ravaged with COVID, they could win that game. Um, and they play the the Washington football team, who now is all uppity-uppity. Right. Two-game uppity winning streak. Yeah, 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 I was going to say. Don't break your arm patting yourself on the back, Bob. There was, that's, <laughs> that's and, 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 and let me tell you, don't overlook the Buffalo Bills when you're talking right, about the sure. NFL. I think that's probably the most underrated football team in the league right now. I'm just so glad we're not talking about the New England Patriots. They're not very good this year. That's uh, that's kind of a well, shocker, but I guess well, all good things come think, to an end. They had a lot of guys. Do, do you out. think that yeah. they are not as good because Belichick is shooting more Subway commercials? It's got to be like one or two a week, guys, that he's shooting those commercials. I, I never knew that he would uh, give that much time to to anything. I think Belichick could do whatever he wants to do, don't you, Kelly? And he said the only reason he did it was because he didn't have to speak any lines. Yeah, he, he doesn't no, say too much in it, does he? <laughs> no, he doesn't. He, <laughs> he doesn't just, really he say too much in it. cuts the sleeves off of the guy. Don't know? spend too much time worried about Belichick. My prediction is the Patriots won't be down forever. I, I think. No, and, and again, they did have some of their studs, you know, opt out for, uh, right. you know, opt out of the season because of COVID. And, of course, you know, I'm Tom Brady, you can't you can't undervalue what, what he's done. I mean, right. So it, it wasn't just Belichick. I mean, Brady had a lot to do with that, too. But, right, right. Nothing's going to last forever. And, and and you just don't know. Somebody's got to knock off the Kansas City Chiefs. They seem like they're pretty good still. Seems to me all the power, though, is on the uh, in the AFC this year. Well, don't forget our boys down, right down the road now in New Orleans. They seem to play as good as they need to. 
You know, right, but I, I mean, I'm talking about the number of really overall, good teams seem to yeah. be in the AFC. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I and Bob, I want to. You know, our our job is to kind of discover the truth and kind of you know look under the rocks and between the nooks and crannies to come up with information. And you know, Southern Miss did a really good job of keeping this hire of the official hiring of Will Hall, you know, close to the vest because with all the media that they've put out the last couple of days and pictures of Coach Hall and a Southern Miss shirt with. Mm-hmm. Him holding a helmet and the football—that stuff doesn't happen overnight, right? So that that leads mm-hmm. me to believe that the the decision was made sometime last week, mm-hmm. you know, give or take, and and for that to be not leaked somehow, mm-hmm. you know, somebody they did a really good job protecting. Um, well, you're right. Uh, up until this week, and obviously we we had some sources, you know, that talked to right. us and, and with other sure. people. I guess it's just impossible to, to just to keep it quiet forever. But yeah, I agree with you, Kelly. I, I think that probably Jeremy McLean knew middle early part of last week who the next coach was. Going and to. I asked the late Bill McClellan one time, "Why is it so important that you guys don't say anything?" And he said, well, because Terry Don Phillips was supposedly hired as the athletic director some years back, never signed the contract, and wound up quitting before he ever started. So he said, until, <laughs> until the ink is dry, nothing is official. I had a lawyer tell me that one time, and it wasn't good news. <laughs> it, was, it was something that should have been signed, if you know what I mean, Kelly, and, the, <laughs> and, and it didn't get signed in time. All right, now I think it is the end of the show. Is it the end of the show now, Luke? Clarify this for it's, me. It's the end. It's the end of the show, uh, right. Getty Biden. You uh, you can thank you very much. Make it till tomorrow. Thank, thank you very much for the listeners. Yeah, there we go. Well, we will be back tomorrow at one o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss to the top. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.